Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the One Accord podcast. As this episode is releasing, this is the week of Thanksgiving. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about holidays. We're going to be talking about holidays kind of generally, although we will get into some holidays in particular. And this is a topic that there is actually a lot of disagreement on, perhaps maybe even the most disagreement that we've had of any of our topics so far. I suppose we'll find out. But in order to uh, dive into this uh, potentially thorny topic with me, is the only guy I know who is actually jollier than old St. Nicholas himself, Brother Greg Churchley. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. Good morning, Joe. Actually, I don't know if you can see it in the video, but I got this big scar on my head. It looks like a giant pimple, uh, but I bashed my head in at work. And the uh, the makeup crew that you were sending over, they never showed up this morning. So um, hopefully it doesn't pick up too much in the in the video. Uh, why are you uh, bashing your head in at work? What's uh, <laughs> You frustrated with a project or something? You should, you should try working where I work. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, maybe the, maybe the makeup crew's on their way, but uh, no, okay. we don't have a makeup crew. We're too, uh, too low budget for that. Uh, even if we get the budget, we're still not sending a makeup crew your way. So if I ever tell you Bar. that, <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling your leg. But uh, uh, also here to uh, talk about uh, this issue with us is uh, someone who would never, ever try and steal Christmas from all the Who's in Whoville. It's uh, Pastor Eric Love. Pastor Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, and uh, I appreciate you not likening me to the Grinch, so I do appreciate yes. that. Yes. No, I, I think in this uh, conversation, if anybody's going to be likened to the Grinch, it will be me. And so Amen. that's uh, that's all right. Uh, or Ebenezer Scrooge. I, I might uh, let out a good bah humbug here or there. And, You're stealing uh, all my uh, all my material. Please, please just no, that's, stop. Yeah. That's the point. I got to get ahead of it because I know that you're going to do a lot of name calling because there's no substance behind your argument. So it's got to get the name calling. So I'm trying to take away even oh, even the ammunition oh, that you oh, do have. Only the wow. Bible. But yep. yeah. yeah. Someone's well, going into this we'll, with the right attitude. We'll see about that. Well, he, he told me right before we turned on the camera that he decorated just for me. So he changed up all the backs. So uh, well, if my, anybody my wife, thinks my wife did, I didn't do if it. Any, <laughs> if anybody thinks that I'm unnecessarily poking at Greg, he, uh, he started it. So that's my, <laughs> that's always my, refrain. which is Greg always the it. case. <laughs> it is. It is always the case actually. So anyway, well, let's get into this again. Thanksgiving is coming up this week. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of plans you guys have. Uh, I uh, do actually celebrate Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Uh, by far of all the holidays, but uh, anybody who knows me well knows that I am not a holiday guy. The thing about me is I love talking about the incarnation. I love thinking about the incarnation. I love celebrating the incarnation. I likewise love talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, thinking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. However, I do not like, I would even say I strongly dislike Christmas and Easter in particular. We don't participate in Halloween because I find it to be uh, just a bunch of nonsense. And when I say that as a, as a household, um, I, I do that also as a pastor. We do not decorate. There's no Christmas trees, no wreaths, no anything like that, you know, coming up for, uh, for our Christmas celebration. We do not litter our yard with jelly beans and, and do egg hunts or any of that other kind of stuff around Easter time. And I do know that that's kind of out of the norm. And so uh, that's kind of where I come from. And one of the things that's very alarming to me is that I know that there are many people who are unlike me in the fact that they do not like talking about the incarnation. They do not like talking about the resurrection. They do not like thinking about those things or celebrating those things, yet they absolutely love Christmas and Easter. And to me, that is a very alarming reality that there are many people, and we know for a fact that church buildings fill up on Christmas and Easter, people doing seemingly their, their annual pilgrimage, uh, just like in the Old Covenant, there were three pilgrimage festivals. Now we've got three. We've got Christmas, Easter, and Mother's Day, and people make their annual pilgrimage to the church building. They fill it up. And as Christians, often we do something completely different that if they showed up the week before or the week after, 
things would be completely different. And so we have like this weird culture in my mind where we do these things and we say it's for Jesus, but I don't find it anywhere in scripture. And I think that we need to be very, very careful anytime that we are associating the name of our God with some sort of practice that he never told us to do. To me, that gets close. I'm not going to go all the way there, but it gets close to bringing in like Asherahs or, or something else. So uh, I don't want to be doing that stuff. I don't want to be bringing those things into the church building. I don't want to be bringing them into my home. I find zero value or benefit from them. I remember when we told the grandparents uh, for our kids that we weren't going to be doing Christmas anymore. They thought we were going to like be ruining their childhood. And uh, I said, you know, you can still give gifts to your grandkids. You just don't have to do it and pretend that it's because Jesus was born on December 25th, which he wasn't. And you don't have to pretend that it's from some magical fat man who came down the chimney and left it for them. You can just tell them it's from you and they can say thank you to you instead of just thanking some imaginary person who's rewarding them for being um, nice instead of naughty. And I said, here's another revolutionary idea. If you love them and you see something that you think that they would like, and let's say it's July and you are, were thinking of them, you don't have to hide it in your closet and wait six months to give it to them. You could just surprise them and say, I was thinking of you and I love you and here's this gift and I gave it to you. And in fact, I think that that probably for most people is even more meaningful than getting a gift because the calendar says that we have to, because we all know that we do give gifts to some people because we want to, but then there's always like, well, I got to buy one for, I'll bring Aunt Lucille back into it, Eric. You were talking about Aunt Lucille. We got to buy Aunt Lucille a gift and we got to buy, you know, the neighbor down the road a gift. We got to buy the mailman a gift. We got to buy, you know, the, the, everybody, these things and people go into debt buying presents for people that they don't even really like. And so uh, to me, that is the kind of broad strokes of why I don't like it uh, and why we don't participate. And I realize that in this conversation, you guys are of a different opinion. So I could go on and on, but I'll stop it there for the sake of time. And uh, I guess I'll ask you first, Eric, as a pastor, you, you guys do decorate the sanctuary. You guys celebrate Christmas. I don't know if you, do you guys like put up turkeys and pilgrims in the church building for, uh, for Thanksgiving or uh, well, how, how do you guys handle these uh, holidays that are coming up? Well, since Thanksgiving's coming up here really soon, I'll start with that. For Thanksgiving, we simply have a uh, Thanksgiving meal. Um, actually, we we just had it uh, the last last Sunday, uh, and so we for Thanksgiving we just have a, a potluck. We get together and and eat together, and that's that's about all that we do for uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, for Christmas, uh, we do put some, uh, you know, holiday decorations up. Like we have candles in the windows. Um, we have some. Uh, we have a Christmas tree that we do put up. Um, or as my friend Tim says, uh, you know, are you you're putting the bells of bulbs on the idolatry? Uh, and so, yeah, that's that's the way that he says. Um, is he is he actually of that opinion? Is he trying to get you to stop it, or is he making fun of guys like me? He actually studied this subject. Uh, years ago, and he actually changed his mind on it, and now he's um, he realizes that Christmas trees are not um, the same thing as idols. So his his opinion on it has changed. Um, so I we uh, we we do set up uh, uh, holiday decorations, which I think that's all they are, uh, nothing more than that. And um, so for for Thanksgiving and Christmas, that's how that's how we. Uh, we celebrate. We do have a uh, Christmas Eve service usually, but this this year, uh, Christmas Eve is on a Sunday already. So the Christmas Eve service is just going to be uh, normal time, normal place. Uh, but we have we've gathered other churches together with us 
to celebrate Christmas Eve together. Uh, our, our celebration has nothing to do with Santa Claus or Rudolph or Frosty the Snowman or anything like that. Uh, our celebration is focused on Christ, and that's it. So I think there's a I think there's a right way to celebrate. I think I also think there's a wrong way. And many things that you said, Joe, I I fully agree with. I don't like the idea that people just come to church on holidays. I I I, I don't know why they would even bother. If they're only going to come to church twice a year, then don't come at all. So I I just don't. I don't see that's the value in that. That's a str- that's like, yeah, wow, that's that's a <laughs> yeah. strong. Statement. I think if they're going to come those two times a year, we ought to preach the gospel. And uh, I just, I don't know, I don't want. Well, to, I do uh, that, yeah, but sure. I think if, if if their heart, if if that's where their heart coming. is, then that's that's the wrong heart to have. Well, it, it is true. I mean, that those uh, there, there are a number of passages in the Old Testament where God talked about, you know, if you're just going through the most mess, uh, going through the motions and just worship me with your traditions learned by rote, I'm just not interested. I wish you'd let the you know, close the gates and let the fire go out and do it. Just, I'm, I'm not interested. And so I, I think I hear your sentiment, but it was, uh, it did come off a, a, it, it a bit It could be strong, misinterpreted. I, I, of yeah. course I want everyone to be saved. So I'm not, I'm not uh, saying I you don't post want the, that. Post the ushers outside the door and be like, ah, oh, we didn't see you last week. You're not coming in this week. <laughs> no, get, I don't, get out of here. I'm you not know, you're not lighting that. candles today. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's good. So uh, coming up uh, for this, uh, this Sunday um, after this, you know, after we record it, but before, uh, before this, episode posts uh, live on the internet are you uh you gonna be preaching your thanksgiving message like dressed as a pilgrim with like a belt buckle on your hat and stuff because i would i would watch that if, uh, if you're gonna do it that way i've never done that and i have no intention of doing it in the future but you know yeah. i don't know maybe I'm, I'm when you brought that up maybe i'm gonna start considering that so as a pastor uh and a, greg we'll get to you in a, a moment so thank you for your patience i know you've got a lot of time. thoughts take on this yeah. uh but uh eric as a pastor do you ever get people um pressuring you or asking you or inquiring if you're going to cancel church when uh, when Christmas falls on a Sunday? Because I know that that's something a lot of people do. Chris- Christmas is just so much about Jesus that we just cancel gathering to worship him so we can all stay home and open our open our presents. Uh, do you, you cancel Christmas uh, when it's actually on Christmas Day or does anybody ever pressure you about that? Or are you, uh, is that not something you've had to deal with? Um, I have not canceled Christmas on Christmas Day. We Actually, Christmas Day fell on a Sunday I don't, I don't remember exactly when two that was. Two years ago? A year ago? Two it, was, ago? So, it was recently. It was within yeah. the past few years. And we had church on Christmas morning, uh, the same as, as we always do. So we did not cancel. And uh, it was it was business as usual, except we, it was kind of more of a celebration in a sense. And I guess maybe more. It was just because it was Christmas Day, I think people were, you know, they were uh, more maybe more in a celebratory mood or something like that. But is that bad? Well, I'll let you be the judge of that. Um, I'll let, I'll let the I'll let Scrooge be the judge of that, but uh, um. <laughs> well, I'm not interested necessarily in judging. I'm glad that people came. You know, a lot of people don't yeah. come if it's on Christmas because, like I said, they they've got there's so much other stuff, which to me is evidence that it's not really uh, about that. Um, for a lot of people, again, for some people, you know, like you said, if, there is a there is a if you're going to do something, there is a right way to do it, and, and there's definitely a wrong way to do it. I mean, if you're talking about Santa Claus and and you know preaching about Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer and how it's not. You know, it's not nice, everybody, that they didn't let him play in all those reindeer games. So let's be inclusive of all the reindeer games. Um, that's nonsense. But um, to talk about the incarnation, I love doing that. You know, I've got a video on our YouTube channel um, that I made around Christmas time because I believe that the incarnation is the absolute greatest, most astonishing miracle recorded in all of Scripture. I love talking about it. I don't want to just talk about it in December. Um, and, uh, you know, 
our music leader. We sing, sometimes we sing Christmas songs, even in May and June. And he knows that that's weird because people are like, why are we doing this? Like, you know, it's not December, right? And he's like, well, we can, we can sing about the incarnation all the time. We can sing about this. Um, but I will probably, you know, join in with everybody else and, and focus on the incarnation because that's what everybody's doing. And so there's a, there's a show of unity, but I like you won't be, I won't be dressed up as Santa. I won't be talking about Santa. There won't be, there won't be any of the other stuff. And, um, and there won't be any decorations either. Um, and if there are, I won't come to your place and tear them out. But if, if I came into the building and they were in our building, I would, uh, I would remove those. Um, so, <laughs> um, it's interesting, uh, that people do cancel on, uh, on Christmas. That was something that never even entered my mind, but, um, I'm glad that you don't, uh, don't do that. And I'm glad that your folks come even more ready to celebrate if, and when, uh, the, the calendar, uh, collides in that way. So, uh, Greg, you, you like Christmas. In fact, you, I mean, you really like Christmas, right? Um, I like Christmas. I you like Christmas. I, I'm not sure if uh, with all the with all some of the straw men that you've been throwing out this morning, I'm a, I'm afraid to step into the trap of saying I really like Christmas because I I'm, I'm waiting which, to fall through the hole. So which arguments? Um, what well, what have I, I said that's been you, a straw man? Sure. So I mean, some of you seem to be framing the conversation in well, if we if we celebrate and commemorate and take a, a season to. Uh, to, to focus on the incarnation of the resurrection, we must therefore give it a secondary priority the rest of the year. I, I don't, I don't necessarily, that, that's what, that's the tone of what I'm hearing you say that because we're taking this season, that means automatically it has to be of lesser value to us the rest of the year. I, I, I just find that a silly way to frame. frame so it. let me, so let's, let's talk about that. Sure. So um, I don't think it's an exaggeration. I don't think I go a single day without talking about the resurrection of Christ. Maybe I miss a day like every once in a while, but I, th I think I can say without fear of reputation, without being exaggeratory, that I talk about Christ being risen from the dead every single day of my life. What does a bunny and ham and cheesy potatoes and uh, a family dinner and any of that other stuff that's associated with Easter, what could that possibly benefit? All the other stuff to me is addition that is obscuring the reality that this is something we should talk about all the time. It's the, the literal bedrock foundation of our faith. If Christ is not risen from the dead, then we are, we are to be pitied more than all people. And so to me, I'm not, I'm not making it as a strong man. I am saying, I am saying it adds zero to me. And when people are like, are you ready for the big day? You ready for Easter? I'm like, I talk about the resurrection every single Sunday. There is nothing bigger to me about Easter, um, Easter Sunday, than the Sunday before it, the Sunday after it, and every Sunday in between. Every single day to me talks about that uh, for me personally. Now, do I talk about the incarnation as often? Not as much. Um, and so I guess maybe, maybe it was stated too strongly by me because when our culture focuses on the incarnation, I, maybe that is a great thing. But most of the culture, I don't really think, thinks that they just, they kind of make well, an idea that really Jesus care. is still his baby in a manger. I really don't have a whole lot of concern about what the greater culture in America or around the world is doing. Um, and what I do see throughout scripture um, is God laid the foundation for creating memorial times where his people celebrate, they feast together. Um, they, you know, that, that is from God that didn't originate from man. Because if we're going to say that it originated from man, then God saw that when, wow, what a great idea. I should have them do that more. Same with, same with giving gifts to men. Um, 
giving gifts to our loved ones. That didn't come from man. That came from God. And so there must be, if, if the, if setting up regular commemorations and celebrations where the people take time to memorialize things and as part of that giving gifts, if that did originate with God, then there must be a godly way we can participate in it. So to say that because somebody has taken that thing and abused it and twisted it and made it nonsense, that we, sh- we as Christians shouldn't find a way or can't find a way to redeem that, I, I think is a foolish argument. Now, we're not talking about Valentine's Day. We're not talking about sweetest. You know, the, there's a lot of things we're not talking about. And now don't hear me arguing for Easter bunnies and, you know, Santa Claus and all that. My, my kid, my family doesn't participate in that. Um, but, but if those memorial celebrations, festivals, giving of gifts, if those are, if they did originate with God, then why shouldn't I find a way to participate in that? in a healthy way. I, I guess I'll call it a theology of celebration. Um, and I think it's a clear theme. And, and again, I'm do not hear me use um, the Purim and the results that we see in Esther as a prescription, but it surely is a description of a time when something great and marvelous and wonderful happened. And the people said, Hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to memorialize this and we're going to celebrate. Um, I, so I, I think, think it's, that, a, Oh, sorry. No, I thought no, you were go done. ahead. Absolutely. So I, I think that Purim uh, in Esther chapter 9 and that annualized celebration um, is a better case for something like Thanksgiving. But okay. to say that God told us or that he gave us the idea that we should annualize and celebrate the resurrection or that we should annualize and celebrate the incarnation, I just I think that's completely devoid in Scripture. And Purim but he also, come he also didn't come in He also didn't tell them they had to do that, but they did it, and it's surely cast in a good light. Um, sure, but the, not sure. I mean, they did, right? Right. But they immediately responded to something that God did. The earliest Christians who knew Jesus, they didn't celebrate Christmas. They didn't do it the way that we, that we do it. Nothing close. They didn't do Easter. They celebrated the resurrection every day and corporately every week. And so these things developed way, way, way later. And I know that there's debate and controversy over whether they come from pagan holidays or whatever else, but we, we didn't immediately respond by, to some miraculous intervention. That's a, Purim is a good reason for why Hanukkah exists. Uh, something else that God seemingly did historically that is remembered during the intertestamental period. And so they made another holiday commemorating that. And that initial generation that experienced that uh, miraculous work of God, they commemorated that, and then they continued to celebrate it. That's so not because how Christmas and be, Easter came to be. So because there is not a prescriptive command to do it, we ought not do it. Because yes. if you want to go down that well, that's a dangerous road to go down, especially in light of our conversations about First Corinthians chapter eleven, where it is prescriptive, and we go, Well, it's only for that culture. So we've decided it's no longer prescriptive. Um well, we do again, a that, lot of things. We do a Joe, we do a lot of things that we we look at scripture as a whole. And we go, okay, I'm drawing forth a principle, a principle that I can put into practice. If we're going to say we can only do those things that are prescribed in the Bible, um, well, brother, you're, you're wiping off quite a, quite a bit of life. Well, you're, you're, we're talking about holidays. And what I said yeah. at the beginning is that when we worship God, we should only worship God in the way that he has prescribed. 
Remember Nadab and Abihu. God did not look with any pleasantness upon them doing something additional to what he told them to do. He told them what to do, and then they did something different, and he brought judgment immediately. But that's, so, that's so, a different you, example, How dare Joe, you celebrate Thanksgiving then? The, 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 the way that I understand Thanksgiving's origin to be, I'm not a, I guess I'm not a scholar, but they were thankful for God providing for them in a new land. And so just like Purim, they, they were thankful for God providing for them. And so as a nation that uh, did that, that an initial uh, generation began a commemorative uh, event, and it's not tied necessarily exclusively to the worship of God. A lot of churches don't gather on Thanksgiving. They don't have Thanksgiving services, although I'd actually, I mean, I'm okay with something like that. But Thanksgiving isn't tied explicitly to the worship of God, like Christmas and Easter are. Valentine's okay. Day is something else different. Halloween is something else different. And I do think that people, they can decide whether or not they want to do those things. I, I find no value in them, so I don't participate. So, but when so we specifically tie something to say, I'm worshiping God, we're saying that we're, we're remembering this day as the day of Christ's birth when, I mean, historically, biblically, it just isn't. Where in scripture do we ever see God when they, when they broke off and did something like the old covenant in the Northern kingdom? God was not pleased with any of that. He viewed it as nonsense. Even when they took the, the, the days that he did appoint and they just, they celebrated them in different months, God wasn't pleased with that from beginning to end. So that I don't so think you, that Purim is anything like that. So your, I want to make sure I understand your argument. Because Thanksgiving, a time where we, you, you're pausing, I assume, to thank God for all of his blessings, to worship God for all of his blessings, because that's a secular holiday, that whose origins originated directly after an event that is that is a, a good and uh, noble and and worthwhile thing but because christmas isn't ex, isn't christmas's origins and its practice isn't particularly secular and didn't originate directly after an event it shouldn't be done is that no it's because am I following it's because your, we're no, it's because we're clear that Thanksgiving isn't, isn't a religious holiday. And for some reason, we pretend that Christmas and Easter are. There's nothing about a Christmas tree that has anything to do with Jesus. There's nothing about Santa Claus that has anything to do with Jesus. Nothing. And so to celebrate any of those things and to say that it's for Jesus, I find to be preposterous. Do you think people are for me celebrating to say, Thank Christmas you God trees for or are using them to... For another purpose, because I, I don't I don't celebrate my Christmas tree when I have one. That's not the purpose of my tree. Okay, I mean, I, and I hear you saying that, and I'm not going to accuse you of, of doing something different. I, I I realize that there are Christians. I think that when we did Christmas, we I was I was thankful to God for what He was doing, and yet in practice, I've I've put up this thing, and I you know, Greg, you talked about it already. I'll use your same you know the same reason that you don't want to sing uh, patriotic songs because we're singing to America. When we sing, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, how lovely are your branches, that sounds an awful lot like a worship song. Now, that might not be your intent. And when people sing about, oh, America the beautiful, they're not necessarily intending to worship America, but it, it, sure, sounds, it sure sounds the same. And then we, we put down gifts underneath this thing, and we receive gifts from this thing, and we distribute gifts from this thing. In practice, it looks a lot like many other idolatrous pagan practices. And so I say, okay, well, it looks like that. Is that what I'm doing in my heart? Well, I'm not. But then why am I doing it? And the answer is simply because the culture tells me to. And so 
we all agree the culture tells us to do a lot of things that are silly and strange. And so I want to be very careful when I say I'm worshiping God by putting up this tree and the tree represents everlasting life because it's an evergreen tree and the, the gold on the thing represents the presence. It, it, it doesn't. The, the candy cane doesn't represent the shepherd's hook. It's not an upside down J, which represents like all this stuff is just after the fact nonsense that we're using to explain why we're doing these things. And biblically speaking, I don't find any value in any well, of I suppose <laughs> I suppose if you if you choose to look at the act of putting a Christmas present under a Christmas tree and then taking that Christmas present out from under the tree and handing it to to your child, if you view that through the lens that says that Christian believes that that is worshiping, um then I suppose, okay. Um, if if I'm saying here is a here is a time where I'm worshiping, that's one thing. Um, that I would, I guess, I would agree with you that you're right. But if you say this is part of me celebrating, this is a part of of me out of the abundance that God gave me, celebrating with my family and and being a blessing to them, um, then I think that's a totally different thing. But but to automatically equate the fact that I'm putting a present under my under my tree as that has to be um explicitly worship um I, i'd say okay fine you stick in your turkey in the oven has to be explicitly worship too yeah. then i'm not stating it as strongly as that but i think that all of us would agree that i mean i've probably i think i've heard you both say this maybe i haven't so if i'm attributing something to you that you've never said or you don't agree with you you can tell me if i'm incorrect but i think that we would all agree that everybody's worshiping something and so many atheists are worshiping their career. They're worshiping their, you know, their various desires. Um, people worship their televisions because they just spend all this time staring at it. Like, you know, we, what we devote our time and our energy and our attention to, um, these are acts of worship. Even though many people who are doing that, they wouldn't call it that. So what I'm saying is that the motions themselves, the things that we do, they mean something. And so are you going to tell me? that you do those things because of Jesus? Like you put a tree up and you put presents underneath it and you give them and you distribute them to your children on December 25th because of Jesus? Is that what you're going to say to me, really? Well, I would say that um, as part of my celebration and remembrance of what Christ did, it's part of, it's a consequence. It's not, um, it, again, it's not a direct response of worship. But if we're going to say that absolutely everything we do is worship, then Joe, you going to the coffee shop, why are you going to the coffee shop? Why are you driving down to some coffee shop and handing them money when you obviously don't need coffee? Therefore, your act of going to the coffee shop and, and spending your time and your treasure doing that is an act of worship. Why are you worshiping the coffee? Stop worshiping Starbucks, Joe. Repent. Yeah. I think you're, you're strawmanning the argument that I'm making. I'm saying well, that- I'm strawmanning your straw man. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't dress up my entire house in Starbucks apparel. I don't go and spend an entire month there and, and devote everything to it. I mean, I go, I don't even go to Starbucks, but I, I mean, it, but the, the point of the matter is the amount of time that is spent, the amount of energy. I've never dressed up my house like Starbucks. I've never brought in the two-tailed mermaid who is this, uh, you know, I've never done any of that stuff. Um, and so, but we do it with a Christmas tree. We, we put these things up and people say it's for Jesus. And I say, Hogwash. No, it isn't. Because the atheist next door and the, the God hater across the street, 
they're doing the exact same thing. And so why are we doing these things? Why is it that people that I know who don't want to talk about the incarnation, don't want to go to church, want nothing to do with Christ, that they think this is the most wonderful time of the year and they put up the Christmas tree with gusto and they've got the lights and they put the presents and they are doing exactly the same things. What is it that we're doing? Yeah. So um, I would say that I don't believe I'm erecting my plastic Christmas tree every year. Is it out really of plastic? Ad- it is. Cause I don't, man, I can't breathe. If we bring in a live Christmas tree, my allergies go nuts and I spend, hmm. I spend most of November and all of December sick. So, um, well, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Yeah. So I don't believe I'm, I'm erecting my Christmas tree out of an act of worship. I, I find it beautiful and I, I hold a theology of beauty and I, I like beautiful things. I find that beautiful, but why wouldn't we, if that's, if that's the argument, because pagan idolaters can do the same thing and derive something from that, we could also say that people um, who aren't properly worshiping God, who, who don't even recognize Christ can show up to churches on churches on Sunday mornings and, and do something that looks a lot like we're doing. So we ought to stop doing this too. Now I know that's a stretch, but, but you could, but, but the, the, I don't, I just don't accept the argument that because somebody else can do it wrong, I can't do it. Um, One of those things we are told to do, we're told to not forsake the gathering. The other one we're not told to do, and we do it. And you say you like it because it's beautiful, but you don't do it in, in May. Like, why isn't it beautiful to keep your Christmas tree up in May? And if, you like, outside, <laughs> if, you, like, if you like lights on the outside of your house, why don't you do it all the time? So the idea that we do this, and it's exactly the same as non-believers do, uh, again, to me, there is a huge disconnect there that, I don't know, I, I, someone needs to explain to me why it is that all the people who do not want anything to do with the Lord that they do all the things that we do, quote unquote, for Jesus. Um, I just say, that's why I said, if, if we did everything that you're talking about, because like you, I grew up in America. I, I you know, I see the lights and with the, the snow and uh, the, the Christmas tree. I do find there is some aesthetic beauty to it. There's some nostalgic value to it. But the, the, the part is that, that, that a, is that I'm, a good thing? Like maybe, in your worldview is, 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 if it was completely separated from saying that it's for Christ, then yes. If it, I don't want anybody to say that they're doing this for Jesus because they aren't. They're doing it because the calendar tells them to. They're doing it because there's, there's some cultural expectation to. So let's just be honest about what it is that we're doing. And if we can't be honest about it, I'm not going to pretend that I'm doing any of those things for Jesus. Well, I, I think see that's, people, that, that's, people that's put up these things all the time say, look at, look at with this. I put this tree up for Jesus. No, you, no, you didn't. Like well, you, you I, couldn't yeah. have. I, I think, uh. I'll put my two cents in. Um, we'll even let you put in three cents if you want. Okay. Well, I'll put in three then. Uh, I, I'm speaking for me. Uh, a Christmas tree for me has nothing to do with Jesus at all. It's, it is a holiday or a seasonal decoration. It, that's, for me, that's all there is to it. It's a decoration. It looks nice. And, Joe, I'm looking over your left shoulder, and it looks like you have a plant on your shelf there mm-hmm. and that plant that's over your shoulder you have that plant i'm assuming because it just looks nice and i have my christmas tree in my house uh because it looks nice and for no other reason and the presents under the tree uh are not for the tree 
They're for my kids uh, Christmas morning. And when we're done with the tree, when Christmas is over, I chuck it in the dumpster because I have no more use for it or I burn it. So <laughs> In a pagan I, I, ritual of uh, in, a, in, a, in a ritual ceremony, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not burning my children alive in worship of the tree. Um, I, I am not decorating the tree uh, with gold. Not, not, not real gold. I don't definitely, – definitely not that. On a pastor's um, salary, you probably could, though. Not quite. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> but my, my, my point is just this. Uh, that there are ways of, of I'll, I'll even say celebrating. I'm not even sure celebrating uh, maybe even the right word. It's, it's for me, it's a seasonal decoration. Um, it's, it's something that, yes, we, we do during Christmas and, and no other time of the year. Um, but it's, it, for me, it has nothing to do with Jesus. It's just a decoration that looks nice, just like your house plant, just like other people have house plants and other decorations that they have in their houses that, that just simply look nice, that are nature. And that's it. And, and to say that everyone who has a Christmas tree is uh, doing it for the wrong reasons, because it seems like your, your argument, Joe, is, is kind of like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it's almost like you're saying people celebrate Christmas in a bad way. And therefore, if you are celebrating Christmas, you must be in some way celebrating it in a bad way. That's not and what I'm I, saying. And I just, I, I just think that's, that's not even logical. And you would, you, not, only, not only that, but you're, you're, really, you're really, I think, borderline judging people's motives here and saying, I know why everyone's doing this and they're not doing it for the right reasons. I don't think you can make a statement like that. I think it's, I think it's harsh and unnecessary. Yeah. I'm I sure that that's not what you're like trying to say, yeah. but I'll, I'll but be that, honest. That's what that, it comes off. That's that what way. It, it does. Sure. It does. Um, it I appreciate you guys way. saying that. It's and um, you know, at least gives me some reason to to clarify. Um, but quite frankly, Greg has made those statements about confetti machines, right? And so, you know, this is this is something that has been stated already and was explicitly being made about that, about the intent, about certain things. And in those conversations, I said, you know, I'm not going to say it that strongly, and I'm not going to do it here either. I think that many people are. Um, we, this is an area where we are misguided. I remember the first time that someone came to me, um, it was around Christmas. This was a more mature, uh, a Christian brother. And they came to me and said, you know, you should really look into this Christmas thing. Um, because we, we ought not to be doing it. And I had all the same arguments, you know, the things that I learned in seminary, the same things that I, I hear from, from you guys, seasonal decorations, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not worshiping this thing. It's not, whatever. I'm not I'm all the, all the same stuff. Everything that you guys are saying, I've said. Uh, a thousand times to people. Um, but when I look at it, when you put those things up, people interpret it a certain way. And when people go to Starbucks, again, I don't go to Starbucks, but when they go to Starbucks and, and, and someone says to them, happy holidays, um, Christians think they're being persecuted because this isn't just seasonal. We have tied this to Christ. And my question would be, some have why? tied this. Some have. It's, it is a, it is supposed like even these people that make their pilgrimage, people they they come to church on these days because they think it's it's about Jesus, and it isn't. These things, all the stuff that we do, and we we agree on that, right? Why don't you do the Santa Claus thing? Why don't because that's not that has nothing to do with it. Yet that is all tied together, and so there is this bizarre intermingling with Easter and with Christmas that I just want Christians to really wrestle with. And there is no way 
No way that by reading your Bible, you would ever end up doing any of those things. Never. So it comes from somewhere else. And where it comes from, again, people can argue, people can debate, but we want to be very careful because we would all agree with this. If someone says that they're doing something for the Lord that is not biblical, we would all say, you guys ought to reconsider. You ought to not do that. If you say that you're doing something for the Lord and God didn't tell you to do that thing, then you should probably consider stopping it. Or if you're doing something different than what God has told you to do and you say you're doing it with the right heart, that's not good enough. And God is very serious. We all, we all recognize the importance of having reverence for the Lord. Think about Uzzah. Uzzah, when he reached out his hand to try and keep the ark from being upset on the cart, was probably doing it with the right heart. He didn't want the ark to fall down. Explicitly However, against the command. Right. Yeah, because that's, they that's were debatable. So. They were supposed to do something else. They weren't supposed to put the ark on a cart. And so they put themselves in a situation where now Uzzah, even with good intention, probably, even with possibly beneficial motivations, we see God judged him as a result of it because he did something he ought not to do. And so, you know, there is this passage in Jeremiah that seems strikingly strange uh, and strikingly similar to what we do with the Christmas tree. Am I saying that we are explicitly worshiping uh, the tree like they were doing in Jeremiah? I'm not saying that. I don't think that that connection can be made explicitly. However, people were doing that nonsense in Israel, and God said, what are you doing? And we say, with thanksgiving, most people, they're, they're not trying to go to church, they're not associating with the Lord, they can give thanks to you know, their employer if they want to, I'm going to give thanks to the Lord because I'm a Christian. And so I can celebrate and, and, and have a theology of celebration, and I can do that every single day. And if people want to stop working, and if we want to spend some time with family because everybody's employers gives everybody time off in December, I say, great, let's hang out. It gives me a reason to, to eat cranberry sauce, which I'm always excited about. So let's do that. For some reason, my wife is much more agreeable to making two kinds of potatoes for, uh, for you know, holiday meals. She won't make me two kinds of potatoes for like just a regular meal. Uh, that's absurd for some people to have like mashed potatoes and a baked potato. I'd like it every day. But if she wants to do that on uh, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, um, great. It's a reason for me to do that. But I'm not going to pretend that any of that stuff is for Jesus and, and because of the fact that so many people associate with that, I think the best thing that I can do is just come out from it and just say, I'm not going to do it at all. People say, you want to come to the Easter egg hunt? I don't. Why not? Because I'm a Christian. I'm not going to do that. Why don't you have a Christmas tree up? I thought you were a Christian. I am. And that's why I don't have a Christmas tree up because the Christmas tree has nothing to do with Jesus. And if I put a, a pumpkin out for, you know, uh, you know, Halloween or something, nobody thinks I'm doing that for Jesus. So nobody gets confused. And while there might be some people who aren't confused, and I'm not making the blanket statement that maybe you guys are hearing, that I'm saying every single person who's doing this is explicitly worshiping idols and every single person is explicitly worshiping false gods. What I'm saying is, is that when you drive down the street in your neighborhood, Christians and non-Christians are participating in the exact same things, and yet we say that this is for Jesus. And that's the part to me that is like really, really alarming. And I want to I want to say, listen, when you drive down my street, I am not doing these things because how I worship Jesus is different than what this stuff and all this symbolism and the, the candy canes and, the, and the, the Christmas trees and the Santa Claus and the reindeers, that stuff has nothing to do with the Lord. And so I want nothing to do with it because I don't want people to be confused thinking that that has anything to do with the Lord because by and large, people think that it does. Well, is it, is it possible, though, that people could be, for example, eating candy canes? 
uh, during Christmas time for non-religious reasons or absolutely for, or, not. So, I mean, it, cause it's, it's like, you know, I, 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 I hear you and, and I, I, I'm not totally, I, I, I think I see what you're saying, but I, 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 I'm missing the logic of it because it sounds like it's, here's, here's the logic. I'll, is, I'll make it as, I'll make it as clear as I can. Well, let me, let, me, be... let me, let me, let me, let me say this real quick, Joe, that I think people can do these different things for, for, you know, reasons that, you know, again, I'm speaking for myself. My Christmas tree really doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. It's, it's a, again, it's a holiday decoration. Sometimes we'll, uh, my kids will eat a candy cane uh, during Christmas time. That doesn't represent, what would you say that was representing? Uh, um, I've heard that it's the shepherd's crook. And then when you turn well, it upside down, look, it's a friendly J, which is the first letter for Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And we it's don't, red we don't, yeah. and white because his blood can, can washes we all, us can we clean. All, like, can we all stipulate that there are plenty of stupid things that stupid people do all the time? Like, See, you guys say uh, that uh, I'm the one being bold. Listen to no, the statements no, yeah, that he's yeah, making. Absolutely. No, are, are, you're, you're going to argue that there aren't stupid people in the world doing yeah. stupid things? I mean, that's I just, biblical. Yeah, <laughs> uh, foolish. Yes, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. All, all right. right. Fair well, enough. But you know, I like, just again. Like, so, I, I, so when I when I argue for a celebration, and when I argue for a theology of beauty, and I, it's my opinion that that this wreath behind me. I don't know. It, maybe that's a little bit lame, but it can be beautiful. I'm not trying, put it this way. I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm not saying everything that I'm not saying. Um, I don't think that every, every aspect, every accoutrement, every element that we've decided to put along with this season, um, is necessarily wise or beneficial or, or, or has to be directly tied to Christ. So I am not arguing for the upside down candy cane is the J in Jesus and isn't that wonderful. It's not my argument at all. Sorry to cut you off, Eric. Go ahead. No, I just I th I think that we need to be really careful because Joe, I, I it's you said you're not saying this. What I'm saying is it comes off like what you're you're saying is that people, no one can be doing any of these things for good reasons or for the for the right reasons. And what are the, I, what are the right reasons? Well, are I they just, doing it for Jesus? I, I think a, a person can have a, a decoration in their house. Uh, because it's just a certain time of year. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be connected with a religious thing. I mean, putting you know, putting pumpkins in front of your house doesn't have to be a, a Halloween decoration. It can just be. It's it's a it's a fall decoration. It's fall. It, and, it, and for my house, that's harvest. what it is. And nobody misinterprets it. But what reason do you put up? I mean, when we put up a Christmas tree, it's in the name. It's not a seasonal tree. It's a Christmas tree. Well, but because it's because it, it it's done in a certain season, right? And yeah, you know. It's so in not, what it's, other areas? In what other areas would you guys tolerate this? Like if if we said I do this thing for Jesus, and it was just just bizarre, off the wall stuff. Christmas tree is normal to us because we grew up with it and we're used to it. But in what other area? If we just now let's say March, it's time. Let's here's our theology of celebration, and we're going to dress up like marshmallows, and everybody's going to dress up like a marshmallow, and we're going to do it for Jesus. And if somebody doesn't say, you know. Uh, Mary, Mary, uh, a marshmallow miss and, and whatever to you. And we're going to get super offended because, you know, we want to keep Christ in Mary marshmallow miss. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't do it. But for some reason, because we grew up with this, it's like this, this blind spot, this cultural blind spot, which if we go through the history, 
And there's, you know, people don't like history in the Bible. It's boring. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to look at the history. But if we look at the, if God's old covenant people, Paul said, as the apostle to the Gentiles, these things were recorded for our benefit. He wanted to make sure that we don't become idolaters like they did. And so if you go through the history of the, what they did when they were brought into the land, all the things that they brought in, even good kings often, they wouldn't go far enough in reforming the practices, particularly in regard to worship of the Lord. And so these things, to be explicitly clear, I'm not against seasonal decorations. I'm not offended by Greg's, you know, wreath back there any more than I was offended by the other decorations that he had. I'm not saying that people can't do seasonal things. What I'm saying is people need to be very careful when we associate those things with the Lord. And I believe that you guys would not think that that is some illogical position and that you would say that in almost any other area. And yet for some reason with holidays, our walls go up and we become defensive and you think that I'm saying things that I'm not saying. And Yet we wouldn't tolerate, if you had someone come into your church that was doing something bizarre and saying that they were doing it for the Lord, you would just be like, this isn't for the Lord and you should stop saying it's for the Lord. If it started to catch on and people were doing it uh, and, and the culture was really running away with it, especially non-believers were, were doing this thing, but we're still, we're attaching it to the name of the Lord. That I think would be alarming for all of us. And yet with this one, because we're so, uh, just so comfortable with it and we have the nostalgia and we have the warm fuzzies from it because we we've enjoyed it and that that we we make a pass for it and um i like it was hard to get away from these things um i i want to give my kids gifts and i still do i can still celebrate so but to to do it because we say that december 25th is jesus's birthday i mean you guys know that that's not right right like it's not no and one thinks I told that you December twenty fifth is Jesus' birthday, Joe. Oh, no, nobody believes that. Nobody. No, nobody yeah. that I've ever heard. No, no, Eric. I've never heard anybody uh, say that with confidence. Oh my goodness! Uh, you don't talk to enough people, then, my friend. Many people believe that it is actually Jesus' birthday, and I believe that you would be offended if I said, "I don't care what your birthday is, Eric. I'm going to celebrate your birthday on uh, March twenty uh, ninth, uh, and I'm just going to do that." And you'd be like, "Well, that's not my birthday. Well, that's what I'm doing." As long as you're sending me a present, man, you go ahead and you do it any day. <laughs> you'll receive it. You'll you receive a present any day. Equal every, opportunity you know gift receipt. Let's do it. Let's schedule out so it's every day. Here's what I appreciate. I, <clears throat> I do appreciate, Joe, um, your, your call for Christians to wrestle with this. Um, and I would say this. If, if you think that setting up the Christmas tree is... The act of setting up a Christmas tree is the act of worship. I would, yeah, I would, I would agree with you. Um, but it has never been for me. It never was for me. And I don't think that people who are doing, it, I just don't want anybody to even possibly think it. So I won't do it. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. Um, well, and, and, yeah. and you know, if we're talking about what, what is a Christmas tree and, and, is it is it necessarily idolatry? And I know, Joe, you're not saying it's necessarily idolatry. Uh, but I've heard people say, well, well, just look at, what is it, Jeremiah 10. And look at, they put uh, wood together, they built this thing and decorated, and it sounds like a Christmas tree. Well, it was. It does sound, sound strikingly similar. Well, it was 2000, it was, oh, not 2000, but it was, it was many, many years before Christ's birth. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, it was built for the purpose of being an idol. 
people built it with the intention of making it into an idol, worshiping it, sacrificing to it, treating it as a god. That that is that is plainly, clearly what Jeremiah uh, chapter ten is talking about. Uh, this is not this was not a, a decoration that people put in their homes. This was something that they treated as an idol. They they did it for that purpose. And uh, the, I, I don't, other than just the decorating it, beyond that, I see no similarities at all. Um, and I, I just, I think that, I think for people to to try and make a connection like that is is a, a great stretch, to put it mildly. Should Where did the practice this? come from? What's that? Where did the practice come from? I mean, who who came up with the brilliant idea of chopping a tree down, bringing it into our house, dressing it up, and, and putting presents underneath it to be distributed at a later date? I mean, where'd that, where'd that come from? We all agree, clearly not from the Bible. I'm not going to say that it's from Jeremiah chapter 10, but where did it come from? I'm not sure there's universal agreement on that, but um, I've read some, or I've, I've seen some different videos on that. And I, to be honest, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's, I don't know if that can even be known for sure. Maybe it can. Um, but I, I I don't exactly know. I don't know, and I frankly I don't really care, right? Um, but how can I, that be? How can there how, be? How a can practice? it be that I don't care? How can there? How can it be that we have a practice that we say explicitly is for the Lord, where we have no idea where it came from? We know it's again, not the Bible. Again, I I think you're hung up on um, that is being done. When I hear you say for the Lord, mm-hmm. um, I hear you saying as an act of worship to Him. Um, my practice of remembering the incarnation at this time of the year. Yep. That is culturally influenced. I'm not going to deny that. Um, part of that commemorating, um, is the act of, is, is decorating my home in this manner. Um, but, but I, I don't know that I would even go so far as to say I'm setting up a tr- Christmas tree for God. Um, I, I, I would never, it would never cross my mind to, to phrase it that way. And I, I definitely don't, I, I, I don't string, um, uh, stockings in front of my fireplace, um, for God. Um, it's, it's how my house is decorated and, and I, I appreciate nostalgia. I think, I think nostalgia, you know, building those memories with your kids and, and passing down these traditions. Um, I, I, I refuse to believe that it's bad on its face. Um, now, and again, can there be a bad elements? Absolutely. Should we, um, should we examine, you know, those elements? Do I think putting stockings in front of my fireplace, um, is some pagan ritual where, whereby my kids learn to worship, you know, colored socks? No, I really don't think so. Well, I think that the a priori, uh, just refusal to examine the origins of some of the practices that we have is potentially dangerous. And I do care where these things came from and it does make a difference to me. And do I care about all of the cultural practices that we do? Not as much. Do I care about, uh, you know, certain things like, uh, you know, the fact that uh, sweetest day was invented to drive more sales, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, I don't care about that. I don't participate in those ones either. So it's not a big deal to me, but when we, when we tie it explicitly, Christmas and Easter are Christian holidays. When I was growing up, it used to be Christmas break. Now it can't even be Christmas break anymore. Why? Because of religious tolerance. We can't call it that. We can still have the same break at the same time. Same thing with Easter break. We can't have it. We can't call it Easter break. Why? Because these things are tied to Christianity in the culture. 
And I think that it's my job as a Christian to stand for the truth. And Easter isn't for Jesus. Um, the resurrection no. of Christ is something well, that, and if we want to take time off for the uh, resurrection of Christ, then we got to take it off all the time. And so like these, these aspects of where they come from, um, unlike you, Greg, I don't refuse to examine where they come from. Um, certain things I don't care about. And quite frankly, you know, the origins of, of, you know, some stuff, it doesn't bother me or make that effect. But when we tie it to, and I, again, I realize that you guys say that you're not, but it's a Christian holiday. And, and that's what, to think that people don't think that that's actually Jesus's birthday. I mean, my goodness, I've talked to so many people that think it's his birthday. You say, well, you know, Jesus are, wasn't actually born pl- on December 23rd. They go, of, are you sure? There are I mean, plenty of, of foolish people out there. Foolish people are not in short supply. And so but, we can, we perpetuate it. Well, but this is, let me, let me say this, Joe. You said these are Christian holidays and therefore we, they're bad because God did not tell us to worship that way. Well, okay, let me, let me push back a little bit. If, if we are using Christmas as an opportunity to, to give special attention to the birth of Christ, I, I personally see nothing wrong with that. And I don't see anything in the Bible that would forbid such a thing. The same thing with Easter. If we have a, 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 a special day set aside to give special attention, not the only attention, but special attention to the resurrection of Christ, I, I, don't, I don't think that's uh, wrong, and I don't see anything in, in Scripture that would forbid such a thing. Do you think, now, do you think, second, uh, do you think Colossians 2.16 plays any kind of uh, role in this argument? Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food, drink, or in respect to a festival or new moon or Sabbath day? Like I can say, I'm not, I'm not necessarily I, well, judging anybody about this. Um, well, but I don't I, know. I mean, judge is a strong word and maybe you're not, and I don't think you're, you're doing that, but you're, you're strongly, strongly speaking against it in a way where it's, it's like you're trying to, it really, it's like you're trying to make people feel, feel pretty guilty about this. Well, I'm not. We're having the conversation because it was on our show sheet. So it's not like I picked this, you know, because I have an axe to grind. But here's well, well, no, I'm not not saying you, you, we have the thing on the sheet for that reason. But I'm just saying the way that you're describing it is like what you're saying is if these are we're we're calling these Christian holidays, which we do, and which they are in in a sense. um, You can you can celebrate the holiday, you can celebrate these things without acknowledging that every single aspect of the holiday is religious. So you can you can celebrate Christmas without saying my Christmas tree represents whatever about about Jesus or or Easter the Easter eggs you know represent something about Jesus. You can you can rep- you can uh, celebrate those holidays without uh attaching these other things to them. And, and celebrate these things in an appropriate, godly way. And, and did God, you know, command us to celebrate on December 25th and, and celebrate Easter when we do? Uh, no, he didn't command it. But, this, but I, don't, I think if, if these things are, are celebrated in the right way, then there's nothing in the Bible that, that would contradict or forbid a celebration. Well, let, me, let me ask, let me, let me kind of fight from Joe's perspective. Or let me just ask the question. Um, Joe, would you say there is no, that Christians in general should never establish a holiday in which we as Christians are celebrating for explicitly Christian reasons? Um, 
I guess I'm not sure. I don't know who has the authority to do that, who gets to decide if we are all, I mean, are you and I going to try and do that? And then we're going to have every single day we're all well, trying to well, celebrate. Okay, let, let's, so who, let's, who can even do that? Yeah. So let, let's dial it down. Um, is, would you say that, that your church, the church, the, the local expression of Christ's body that you're part of, that you guys ought never to gather together and celebrate for explicitly Christian reasons? No, I wouldn't say that. What if in the process somebody did something silly, foolish, uh, would you abandon the practice? Uh, maybe. Uh, I guess I'd have to I mean, depend the, the on whole how thing, silly and how you'd foolish scrap the whole, You'd scrap the whole thing? Not necessarily. But you guys, again, you're, you talk about straw manning. You're, you're putting words no, in I'm my mouth get, or you're saying things that I haven't no. said. I'm not, so trying Eric, to, I'm, I'm not trying to do that at all. I'm actually trying, I'm, I'm trying sure. to bound your argument in my mind. So, I mean, Eric said, you know, can we, can we celebrate the good part that our culture, for whatever reason, has decided that we're going to, in December, pay special attention to the incarnation. And for whatever reason, around March or April, we're going to pay, pay special attention to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, can we do that without attaching all the other stuff? And, and for some reason that that's wrong. I don't think that that's wrong. I say, yeah, let's do that. And you know what? Um, I think that when people walk into the church building that, um, that we gather together to worship in the actual local congregation and they walk in and there, there are no Christmas trees, there's no stockings, there's no wreaths, there's no poinsettias, there's none, there's none of that stuff. They go, what's going on? I thought we were here to celebrate the incarnation. I go, oh yeah, we are. That's why we don't have any of that other stuff because that has nothing to do with it. If you want to have those things in your house, okay. If you want to do a seasonal thing, fine. But the church, could you, could you guys honestly imagine people doing that in Israel? dressing up the temple, bringing stuff in, filling the Holy of Holies with a bunch of nonsense and just throwing stuff in there. Like they, that would be r ridiculous and preposterous. And so, yes, that's what I'm saying, Eric. People come. I don't want them to not. I, I want there to be more people on, you know, in the church building on Christmas and Easter than normal. And I want them, one of the best statements that I can make to them as a Christian is say, hey, listen, if you're looking for Easter eggs, that's at the community center. That's not here. That's not at the church. You're looking for jelly beans? Go to the, the drugstore. They're not on our front lawn because this is a place where we worship the Lord. And so those things, they add nothing. They add zero to what we're supposedly celebrating. Now, if people want to eat candy, knock yourself out. Eat some candy. It's delicious. You're right. You don't have to wait just till, till Halloween and Christmas to eat candy. There are certain cookies that we associate with, with Christmas. I wish people, can I please eat thumbprints in March? Please. They're delicious. I would love to eat you know, Christmas cookies in uh, August because they're still just as delicious. And yet to say that these things are in any way beneficial to our worship of the Lord or that people aren't confused by them. I, again, I can't, I, I find it hard to believe that you guys don't, that you, you could actually even hold a position like that. If those things aren't for the I, Lord, I don't know that people are using them as, as Eric, if it's not for the Lord, why would you put a Christmas tree in the church? It's not your house. And so it's, why put us, why put well, it in? Because, there? because I, I well, the reason why we've done it is because it's 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 a it's a decoration, and that's that's about it. It's a if it's you a walk into church decoration. buildings, you walk into church buildings this Christmas. You can look around. People will take the crosses out and put the Christmas trees in. It takes the same focal point. And I've you, never seen. To, I've never seen, I've I've never seen anyone do I that, and I I have I've never, never done that myself. I, never. I, I, there's there's churches that is, around that is here. You drive for by. Someone to do it, there to are do that. Christmas trees all over outside. You walk into some of these places, they are all over on the stage. Would you, you, mentioned, you mentioned the temple. Everything else. My, my, my you, you experience of Christmas trees in church is um, they get put in the, the narthex, the entryway, whatever, whatever you call that thing, and they get loaded up with kids' names who, who need 
who, you know, during the season, you can, you can donate shoes for this little girl or what, whatever. I, I've, I've never seen, um, it take that, that high of a priority, but that's, that's my personal experience. Well, and so we, yeah. we mentioned, we mentioned I, even, even with that, can I, can I just one, go ahead. And Eric, go I want to hear your, I want to hear your point about the temple. Hang on. But this is one of those areas where just like people, like we, we relegate the, the great commission to the summer and we're going to do VBS and that's our big missionary activity. And we, we, dele- we, we relegate, you know, we want to feed the hungry. We want to do that around Thanksgiving time. And we want to give to the poor. We want to do that around Christmas. Isn't that our responsibility to do all the time? We do like that all we, year long. And so if we want to do it, like why, why would we wait until now? If people need shoes, like let's give them shoes and let's not wait until December. Some of this stuff that we say, it's like it's the season of giving. For Christians, every day should be the season of giving. It should absolutely, like we, when we see needs, we should be meeting them all the time. If there are hungry people in our communities, we're like, hey, this is the, the day that we give you some food. But why? Like, and, and, and those, a lot of these same places will say no if you call them in, you know, you call them in June, they don't have anything for you. But so, we do this big display and we do it. Like, I just, I can't get my head around some of that stuff. Eric, you were going to make a point about the temple. I just, I, like, these things bother me in, in such a, in, in, in a way that, um, I think that we pat ourselves on the back because we relegate them to the calendar and we get away from, from doing what we're supposed to do all the time. And let's talk about, you know, the, the incarnation and let's talk about the resurrection all the time. And unfortunately there are churches that they're like, that it's Easter. That we don't. All, all of those there are arguments. a lot of places that there are a lot of places that don't. Sure. I, I'm and gonna, then I'm to say, that, but... to say your side of the argument that, well, what can't we do these things in order to do it? I'm asking the question, what benefit does it possibly bring to put a Christmas tree or stockings to talk about the incarnation. All the benefits that you've said, I'm not disagreeing with. It's about nostalgia. It's about family. And I'm fine with that. You want to have fun with your family? Fine. You came over to my house. We made a gingerbread house and it was fun for our kids, but we didn't do it for Jesus. Now you and I both know we didn't do that for Jesus. And so, you know, a gingerbread house would have been fun for the kids at any time. But for some reason, this we say, like we do it around this time and especially when we bring it into the church, what in the world are we doing? Like it doesn't enhance the message. It doesn't, if we want to make a focus on the incarnation, how does the tree help? If we want to make a focus on the resurrection, well, how do the again, Easter eggs help? I'll agree with I, you in the church, right? Like I, I don't hear me. Unfortunately, I'm not a pastor out to make these decisions. Um, I would, I think I'm willing to go quite a, quite a long way down the road with you on bringing it into the church. However, um, I would say that the 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 low priority, the low place of importance that it's given, in my experience, um, again, it, it's more of a decoration. It's a it's a card holder, and you know, to to say that because we give sh- shoes or you know, Chris shoes or whatever it happens to be around Christmas time, that that to assume that there isn't work being done for the poor the rest of the year is just that an assumption. It, it is a reality in some places. Well, I, and, I don't, I don't doubt in yeah. some places. So, you know, look, our Christmas service around Christmas, um, I will, like I said, most likely talk about the incarnation um, because that's what everybody's doing. So I want to be unified with other people and we'll take up our offering and we won't, all of it is to, to help people in the community. We don't put a dime of our Christmas offering uh, towards our budgets, my salary, lighting bills, heating bills, anything else. It's, it's only to help people year round, year round. And um, I do believe that there are plenty of other places, plenty of other local churches, plenty of other Christian individuals who are incredibly benevolent all the time. And so, again, I'm not saying that there aren't exceptions to certain things. 
Just like with all of the issues that we've discussed, there are nuance. Can some people have a confetti machine and be doing it with the right reason? Sure. But the question is, what does it actually benefit? There should be some benefit. In my opinion, it's just my opinion, the Christmas tree brings zero benefit to, to focusing attention on the incarnation of Jesus. It has plenty of benefit in celebrating covetousness around the world. It has plenty of benefit for um, nostalgic comfort and aesthetic value. Um, but the fact that it's tied to Christ makes me incredibly uncomfortable. And I don't want it anywhere near the church. And I don't even really want it in my home. In fact, for people who think that, you know, that it's some like awful thing, my house has been so much more peaceful because even when people like there, there's this, it is a celebration of covetousness. I'm sure that you guys have seen it after all the bounty that's given, all the money that was spent. There's some expectation that there's still like almost a glint of disappointment. Like, oh, that's all the presents there are. And then they talk to their friends and they realize they didn't, oh, you know, my bike wasn't as nice as yours. Or I didn't get as many video games as you got or whatever. And so all the stuff that we're trying to, to hit, it, I don't know, actually, the, the, the farther we've gotten away from it as a household, the more peaceful this season actually is. And um, as a household, it's been nothing but a blessing um, to me. Of course, sometimes, you know, the kids are like, oh, everybody's getting gifts. But there, there are, you're not deprived. And if you got something back in June that we didn't make you wait for until December, are you really bummed out about that? You got six more months of enjoying something. And I say six more months. You, you got tired of it after a week, just like everybody else. They just get tired of it in the week before they got to go back to school for, you know, when winter break is over. It's not Christmas you, break. You'll find this story interesting uh, based on what you just said. You know, when we were sharing our testimonies in the first episode, I told you that, you know, my story actually started a little bit before and that it wasn't my story to tell. Well, the person who this story is about won't ever listen to this. So I feel safe in saying it. Um, what you just said about the, the lack of gratefulness, the reason my family started going to church was because uh, we had a Christmas celebration. We all opened our presents and um, one of my siblings came up to my parents and said, you know, I, you know, thank you for the gifts. I, I don't really like them. You know, it's not really what I wanted. Very unappreciative. And my parents, you know, <laughs> their first response was to be angry, as you'd, as you'd expect. Um, but the, as they sit and talked about it, they said, listen, we're not giving our kids, um, we're not giving them a better worldview. We're not giving them, a, you know, any, any kind of reason to be more than, more or less thankful them for how much they like their things. And that was actually the kind of the first pebble that dropped that got our family into church based upon that. My parents said, Hey, we need to teach them what they ought to be thankful for. Um, I don't know if it was the next week, but shortly after we began, uh, we, we began attending church. So yeah. I, th I thought you'd appreciate that. No, I, I do. I, I like, you know, I like hearing stories like that, but I think that, you know, all of us, I'm not defending, these, I'm not defending sure. Christmas. Based know, on, I'm just, I thought you'd enjoy it. Cause these anecdotes I do, I've never heard that story. So I, I enjoy that. But um, Eric, you were, you were going to make a point about the temple and I, I didn't want to let the, the other issue pass by. So um, is it uh, still on your mind or did we, did we miss the, miss the opportunity? Because the Israelites uh, were supposed to only decorate the temple with what God uh, wanted it to be decorated with because there, there was, there were decorations, uh, I guess you could say, if you, you want to call it that, um, in the temple, uh, carvings and things. Uh, that's, that was, uh, that's talking about the, the temple in Jerusalem. The New Testament 
the, the temple is not a building at all. The temple is not where the church meets. The church is the temple. We're, we're the temple collectively, and, we're the, and we are temples individually, 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. And so I, I believe that this whole issue really is about keeping the temple pure, but the temple is the heart. And if a person is doing things uh, with, with sincere motives, with motives of honoring God, um, I think that needs to be considered. To Joe's now, point, though, you can do you can do really wrong things with sincere with. Uh, well, and that's and that's, and, so. and that's entirely true. That's entirely true. So it, there there has to be it has to be motives that are consistent with what Scripture says. So I, I guess I should have clarified that. But I would also say this that. Um, that I, you had said some earlier, Joe, about uh, all of us like getting united, and I, I believe that that is that that is one of the biggest benefits of having a day set aside to celebrate something like the incarnation or the resurrection, because you have you have days where the whole church is. Not just our individual churches, but the whole church, at least, well, at least in America, anyway, uh, is is all focused on the very same thing, the birth of Christ or the resurrection of Christ. And I think there's something very special about that when we all are are sort of focused on the same thing and worshiping God in, in, in that way for his for sending his son, for, for rising from the dead. I think there's value in, in the entire church all being united in mind and heart on certain days and there are other other times we can be united in different ways like we're all i mean obviously we're all united as far as the fundamentals of the faith but um and we're, we we're united on those things all year round but i just think there's something special about having days set aside where the whole church is all focused on on the same thing so i think that, that's that's kind of how i look at it i don't look at christmas trees as as symbols of okay this is this is about jesus I, I personally now maybe others do and maybe they're they're I don't know they think they're doing that for the right reasons maybe they are I don't know but but my point is just that just having a tree or a wreath or or whatever else just just having that alone um, doesn't mean that it's there's some religious connection you know nostalgia I get I totally get that I think there's something to that I don't think that's wrong at all but it doesn't have to have a religious connection it can just it can just be something that is just nice to look at and reminds us of the season, something like that. I, I do want to agree with Joe. Um, you know, the, what I think he's pointing to is a need for holiness in not conforming and looking like, looking like the world. And, and I would want to agree that that ought to take higher priority than whatever benefit may or may not come out of a, out of a nostalgia or a theology of beauty um, so I, I do, I would want to advise anyone listening to, to, to consider these things very carefully. And, and there is going to be a line somewhere, um, where an, enough becomes too much. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this too. I was gonna, I meant to say this earlier, but I want to emphasize this, Joe, I fully agree with you. There are things about the Christmas season that I loathe. Okay, I hate the pressure that is put on people to buy gifts that they can't afford for a hundred people. I hate that aspect of the Christmas 
holiday. And I think that's that part of it is, you know, culturally driven. Um, I, I think people get in demonically depth. driven even would say, well, it could be. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's wrong to put that kind of pressure on people and put, put a person in a position who has little money to well, you need to buy all these people presents. That's, that's wrong. And for a lot of people, the Christmas season becomes a nightmare because they're, they're trapped. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of the think, most well, depressing times for people. Suicide rates go way up. Sure, and, yeah, know, and I and, a, I, and I get that. It's an awful time I, for a lot of people. So I am certainly not saying that do do Christmas any way you want because every way is is the right way. I am not saying that. I think there Thank has goodness to be. You're not saying that. Yeah, I think there has to be uh, boundaries. I think we need to we need to be careful that that we're not, um, you know, that we're not committing idolatry because honestly, like Christmas can become idolatrous if it's if it's done in a certain way. So we definitely want to avoid that. I am not at all defending every aspect of the Christmas season. I, I think that would yeah, there, be going there way are, too much. There hard. are something. There are some practices that you know we ought to just you know take the Boniface option and chop down the tree. There are some things that I would think are are worth are worth redeeming or at least worth making the attempt to redeem. Um, and now I'm not going to, uh, I would agree with both of you. I don't think that every aspect of, of Christmas is, is worth redeeming by any means whatsoever. Um, but I do think that there are some aspects worth making attempt to redeem. As far as redemption, can I ask a question to to, to both you guys? Uh, so some hymns, some well-known hymns are junk. uh, Okay. Well, okay. That's, that's true. I wasn't going to go, I wasn't going to go that, in that direction, but yeah, that, there's, there's truth. To Amen, that. Greg. Yeah. Um, so if I could finish my point, if that's okay with you, Greg, um, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and do that. But uh, so it's, it, it's, it's, I've heard, I've heard that some hymns, the, the, the lyrics are put to music that used to be played in bars. Mm-hmm. or pubs or whatever. So it, the idea is that people took something that was bad and redeemed it because uh Greg you're talking about redemption earlier. Is it now keep in mind these songs are meant to worship God. That's the intention is to sing to God to uh, to praise and worship him. Is it wrong to take something that is was originally let's say worldly and transform it into something godly and use it for a godly purpose is is that is that wrong to do that in is it could we apply that to to certain holidays i have enough uh post millennial sympathies that i say no it's not wrong as a matter of fact we ought to do it hmm. in, in wise ways I, I think it is it is difficult to know sometimes what should we try and redeem and what should we just come out from and be separate from um, and we'll all draw those lines in different places. Um, I do think, you know, Charles Wesley, he, he believed that that was the true use of music. He would take their tune. Uh, he'd stand outside bars. He'd take their tune. He'd put Christian lyrics to it. That would get them, get their attention. And he preached the gospel to him. I thought that, that was, I thought that was great. And going back to something you said a few minutes ago, Eric, I, I mean, I, I agreed with everything that you said. I do think that there is a great benefit to our culture looking together to the incarnation. Like I said, it's the greatest miracle. So let's talk about it. Um, and so my attempt to redeem it is to eliminate and strip away all those things that I think are, are no benefit and just a hindrance. Um, and when people come in, you know, if they come and worship, uh, the Lord, um, with us 
and I'm presiding over, you know, that, that gathering as one of the elders there, uh, if I'm teaching, I want to make sure that I'm focusing on all of the things that we're supposed to be focusing on. And it grieves me. It breaks my heart to realize that if I, you know, either if I could go and attend all there, there will be, there will be pastors dressed up like Santa Claus. There will be other sorts of just nonsense going on that um, we're not as unified as I would like us to be. And if, if we would actually strip away all of the consumerism and strip away all of the commercialized nonsense and all of the, the frivolous gunk and just get rid of it, um, I think that that would be a very powerful testimony. Um, Amen. But you know what? What we do in the church, and it's one of the reasons why we were doing the, the healthy church stuff. And look, I realize people don't want to watch those because uh, the, the healthy church stuff is something you only care about after you, you have to go through a church split or there's some controversy. Uh, every time I hear about church controversies, the, the warning flags, they were all around. They were all around for, for sometimes decades in advance. And then we're so shocked. We go, ah, what happened? Well, it's because you don't pay attention to any of the, the, the really important stuff. And, and so this is one of those areas where by muddying the waters and by um, bringing in all the frivolous commercialized stuff, there are church leadership teams that are competing over the sea of non-believers who will fill up the, because the, we want to make sure that we offer the most exciting Christmas extravaganza and we want to have the most colorful eggs to get, you know, we got it because we're competing over these people to get them to come and sit in the building once or twice a year. And often the best way to succeed in getting them back, you guys know this, is to not actually preach the gospel. Just to make them feel good about themselves. Don't draw that line in the sand. Don't tell them they need to repent. I, I've, I've attended churches, especially back before, um, before we planted this church that I'm a part of now. I was part of a parachurch organization and me and a ministry partner, we, we, we visited other churches. And I was astonished that sometimes you could be a part of a church that would be, they would be preaching the gospel, you know, all the weeks leading up to Easter. And then here comes Easter. And it's the softest, silliest message I've ever heard because they don't want to offend grandma and they don't want to offend aunt, aunt and uncle who's in town. And they hope that maybe they'll come back. Well, they're not coming back next week. They just, I guess they hope they come back next year. And I've seen, you know, it's true. Uh, some years, uh, Christmas is not a highly attended service for us. In fact, sometimes it's less attended than other days. And sometimes people will come and they'll never come back. But I, I can tell you this, if they come in, on Christmas, they're going to hear about the incarnation. If they come on Easter, they're going to hear about the resurrection. And if they come back the next week, it's not going to be like this shockingly weird, different thing. We're going to be worshiping the Lord the week after Christmas and the week after Easter because that's what we were doing the week before and that week, like it, nothing, nothing changes for us. And I believe that that is my best opportunity to try and redeem these things, which is what you guys are talking about. Um, and you know, again, I, what other aspects of there of it? Like, I mean, how are we going to redeem the poinsettias and the, in the wreath? Like, I don't, I don't know how we redeem that. And that's what I think is a foolish pursuit when we do start saying, well, the, the candy cane, it's not just a delicious treat that we enjoy. It's a J for Jesus, and it's a shepherd's hook, and he's our shepherd, right? Like, I mean, what are we talking about? No, it isn't. It's just something that you want to eat, so eat it. Like, the cookie, the way it crumbles, that shows how we're all, uh, what, what, what are you talking about? Wow. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> and so, like, why do, we, why do we do that? Why do we take the, like, God has already given us things. He's already given us symbols. He's already given us stuff. We don't need to improve upon it. Um, we can. We can just take what he's given us. And does that mean that we shouldn't celebrate? No, I mean, I, I want to give my kids gifts and I, I want to show them that I love them. And I want us to celebrate the Lord together. 
and you know we're gonna eat pie uh, on Thanksgiving, and we'll probably you know eat other delicious food and celebrate in other ways on on Christmas. I just I want my kids to know like if if we're doing this if we're doing this for Jesus, let's actually do things that I think that He wants us to do. And all the stuff that you mentioned, Eric, like all these things that we agree, like the pressure on people to try and I got to buy presents for people. Like, do we really want to be putting that pressure on them for a Christian holiday? It should be a, a time of celebration, and it and it isn't. And we look for, I don't know, we just, it, there, there's so much to it that um, I don't want to come across, and I appreciate you guys telling me that I come across, you know, or at least potentially as someone who is judging. I'm not judging. And do I think that nobody can participate in these things without, you know, that everybody who does it is doing it with the wrong heart? I don't think that. And in fact, as someone who used to put up the Christmas tree as a Christian and who used to do that, I didn't think I was doing it with a wrong heart. But I do think that we should examine it. And there, I'm not going to come over to your house and try and tear down your stuff. And Greg, I'm not going to go over there and rip down your, your wreath. And You're when you welcome came over, to, though. <laughs> your wife would not enjoy that after she put she it up. She would enjoy seeing um, you enough that she would allow the wreath to be ripped Fair out. enough. Well, if I come over, I won't be tearing anything down. We just we could hang out. Um, and when you guys came over and you brought your gingerbread stuff, you know, I didn't throw it off the table. Like, wait, the kids got to make it and, and eat it. And Get this out of my it's, sight, it's, you it's fine. <laughs> um, I, I've had the opportunity. I visited, you know, and I, I was asked to preach somewhere else, and it was around Christmas time, and there was a Christmas tree in there. I didn't, I didn't throw away my message and go kick the tree down and, and yell at everybody. That's so cool. <laughs> you think? Uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just... I want us to really wrestle with these things that, again, at the heart of it, I think you guys, we are in agreement. If we want it to be about the incarnation, then let's make it about the incarnation. And I don't know what, I don't know what that other stuff does. And, you know, maybe the, uh, the nativity is, is, is about the incarnation. It's about this one who was born. And you know what? If you come to my house, I have a nativity scene up. It's up all year, though. It never comes down. We have a nativity scene. Do you celebrate scene. Christmas year-round? Um, in some sense, <laughs> Sure. Um, in some sense, yes, I, I want to, uh, celebrate the fact that our uncreated, immaterial, timeless God stepped into the world that he made in order to redeem us. I never want to forget about that. And, you know, as much as I love cranberry sauce, it has nothing to do with Christ and it doesn't, you know, doesn't add anything to it. I'm thankful that he made, you know, gave me taste buds and it's delicious, but like, I, I just want to be careful about our association with these things because all throughout scripture and Greg, I mean, your example of Purim, they responded to what God did and they immediately celebrated it. I think that that's fine. If God does something amazing for us as a culture or for us as an individual local church, and we want to celebrate that as a result, I think that that's fine. Christmas didn't start that way. It came along somehow. There's an, it, however it came about, it wasn't that because the earliest people, they didn't do it. It came along much later. It developed over time, and the stuff that comes along with it, maybe it's not Jeremiah, but it's, it's weird. It's weird if you think about it. I mean, comedians make fun of it, um, and rightfully so. Like, we bring a tree in the house. We throw lights on the outside of the house. We, we you know, tinsel everywhere. Like, it's just, it's, we're hanging up our socks on the fireplace. Like, these things are strange things, and... um. People associate all of that stuff, rightly or wrongly, with our Lord. And, and some of it's silly. Santa Claus, you know, again, parents, I think many times they do it with the right intention. They want to bless their kids. I don't want to lie to my children. And if I give my kids gifts, I want it to be 
because of grace, not because they deserve, hey kids, you were so good all year. And so here's your presence because you're on the, you're on the nice list. And I realize you guys probably aren't doing that, but as a culture, like that's, that's part of the deal. And then it's tagged on to a Christian holiday. And that's an anti-gospel message. That's a works-based religious spirit. And I mean, when I was a kid, my mom used to do, and I, again, God bless her. My, she was a single mom. She was, you know, trying her best. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this to dishonor my mom, but it worked. It's so effective. When I was being a monster, which I often was, especially if it was close to Christmas time, my mom would pick up the phone off the wall and you guys are old enough to remember phones on the wall with cords and she'd shake it at me and the cords jiggling all over the place. And she'd say, do you want me to call Santa Claus right now? <laughs> no, don't call Santa. I'm going to call Santa Claus right now. No, don't do it. I want my presents. I don't want coal. I want video games and I want, you know, I don't want sweaters. So don't call Santa. But he's supposed to, you know, know when I'm naughty, know when I'm nice. And it's just this bizarre thing. And uh, again, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how you redeem that. Maybe you guys can tell me. Maybe you can explain to me how you redeem it. But if it's just the aesthetic value, I can still get the aesthetic value. I can drive through the neighborhood and other people do it. Um, and we still get all the benefits without me having to, I don't have to put it up in my house. And I think for me, Again, I'm not speaking for you and you guys make different decisions. That's fine. Um, I'm not judging your decisions. I hope that we all take this before the Lord and, and are serious about this. But for, for me and for my house, I think the best statement that I can make is that I want to celebrate the incarnation. I want to celebrate the resurrection as the church focuses their attention on at least some of the church, some of the church world focuses their attention on it. I want to focus on those things and anything that detracts from that, I want to eliminate completely because I don't want anybody to come in and be like, shouldn't we get a bigger Christmas tree? I'm not having this conversation with you. Shouldn't there be more lights? We're not having this conversation. More poinsettias? No, we're not having this conversation. We're just not doing any of it because we're not here to talk about the decorations. And so we don't decorate for Valentine's Day. We don't decorate for Thanksgiving. We don't decorate for any of those things. And to me, that's just a very clear line. Um, and I realize people make different decisions. And I, I, I don't say this to come across as judgmental, um, but I don't know any other way to oversee the local body that I'm a part of. I can't, I can't look the other way on this stuff just because I, I don't want there to be those. I don't want to put pressure on the, on the single parents to think that they have to buy these gifts or, or that, that, you know, that they have to do. Like, I just, I don't want to participate in any of that. Um, and maybe you guys, can tell me a better way to redeem some of these other aspects. Um, but like, you know, I just, as of right now, I can't, I can't figure out how to redeem it. So just to clarify, you don't kick poinsettias over as you walk around. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, that's, no. so, <laughs> seems no. like if you were really you holy, would. you would. Yeah, sure. I throw them out the window, <laughs> throw them right out the window. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been over at people's houses where they got those decorations. I'm not yelling at them about it. I'm not, uh, you know, we're, we're explicitly talking about it. I do have to explain it, you know, and, and we made a video, um, a short video, you know, that we played on Easter, uh, that we put on our Facebook page. It was like my, you know, I make like three Facebook posts a year or something like that, but you know, I just you have to prepare people. I said, no, no Easter bunny, no egg hunts, no, you know, none of that stuff. Um, we just moved into a new building. And so I had to, clarify to people say hey you know you you, you might have thought that we didn't decorate because our our last place was strange um so now you maybe think that now that we've got like a real traditional building that we're gonna we're gonna do all this stuff we're not gonna and um i just need people to know that up front and i i worship with a lot of people who you know probably the majority of the people that i worship with are, are more of the opinion of you guys if i went over to their home they'd have they'd have a christmas tree and I believe that these are genuine, solid believers. I, I don't think that they're worshiping the tree. I don't think that they're 
you know, trying to participate in pagan idolatry, you know, intentionally or, or, or any of that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I would want them just like I would want you guys to really say, well, what, what are we really doing here? And, you know, because of, you know, some of the, that, that are closer to your opinion than mine, they're still willing to, to worship with me. And because they can still have that stuff, they're not like offended that there's not a Christmas tree, but you know, there's some people that are like, you don't have a Christmas tree. You're not even Christian. Well, what does it have to do with Jesus? Like the fact that I didn't put this in here and that offends you, that makes you angry. Um, think about that for a second. Like think about the fact that if I don't have poinsettias up here, that that upsets you. What is it about? Is this about Jesus or is it about poinsettias? Is it about nostalgia? Is it about the, the feeling of Christmas and togetherness and family? And look, I'm for togetherness. I'm for family. But we're not going to worship that. We're not going to worship family. We're going to worship God. That's what we're here to do. So um, that's where I'm at. I, again, I don't know that I necessarily have anything additional to add. I appreciate your guys' perspective. Do you guys have anything additional to add? Because I'm, I'm all ears if you've got other things that we haven't brought out uh, on the table to discuss. Greg shared something personal uh, earlier, uh, or, or I don't know about personal, but a, a story. Uh, but I, you asked about how, how do we do redeem certain things during the holidays. And, and some things maybe cannot be redeemed. Uh, now, as far as Santa Claus, uh, you know, I, I have, and for parents that, uh, that have kids listening, spoiler alert, um, but from a very young age, I've told both my sons, there is no Santa Claus. Uh, that's not what Christmas is about. And I just told them that very early on, up front, and I, I just wanted to get that out of, out of the way and, and get that clarified. So for Christmas, I don't put any emphasis on Santa Claus. Now, do we? Do we can we watch um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town? Just the the, the movie. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Is that the one with Tim Allen? No, that's that that's that's. I think it's called the Santa Claus. Oh, this is this is the one. You like, are you know, well versed in your Santa lore. This is amazing. <laughs> cool. This is well. You know, you know the one like like with the classic movie that was made. I don't know, sixties or whatever. You know the one like the uh, animated. Oh, um, sure. Okay. Yeah, that one. You know, I don't I don't have a problem watching that because we're not watching it in in there's no connection to Jesus and it's just it's just a movie, it's just a story. And it's that that that's it. Although there I think there might be a reference to Christ in that movie, but don't don't quote me on that. But I think possibly there's some kind of reference to to Christ in the movie. Anyway, that's not the point I'm making. But um so yeah, I think people can People can take these things too far and they can say they can make it about Santa. And if they're making it about Santa, that's that's wrong. If they're doing that to the exclusion of Christ, that's that's wrong. And I'm not I'm not comfortable with that. Um, so, yeah, I guess I guess I would just say that it's. It, I think we need to be careful and I agree with you, Joe, we do need to be careful that we're not putting all the emphasis on the cultural aspects of, of the holidays rather than their or their actual intended meaning. So that's, I guess that's, that's all I would say about that. Yeah. I guess I hope that people find this conversation helpful. I know, I know that at times we, we uh, had some sparks flying a little bit, which I, I I'm all for. I think I purposely spark a little bit for the entertainment value, are, but um, are we all still friends? Are we I all still, like still friends? I still, I still like, like you guys. guys. Yeah. You guys are all right. 50, 50. Yeah. No, you guys are fine. <laughs> I'm the I'm the not fifty, so we're we're good. Um, 
I definitely, I would just want to encourage people to think about this, right? Um, if we're going to talk about a theology of celebration, if we're going to talk about a theology of beauty. Um, well, I'm making a claim there that the Bible has something to say about the people of God celebrating or, or the value that God has given, um, given in beauty. He is, he is the creator and originator of beauty. Um, so, um, fortunately I, I don't, have to be Joe's judge or Eric's judge or, or anyone else's judge on, on how you celebrate Christmas. I would tell you that if you, you choose to celebrate this season, yeah, do so biblically informed, know why you're doing what you're doing. Um, am I, am I here to say that there aren't some practices that I associate with this season that I ought to abandon? Sure. There, there probably are. Um, you know, my children have never grown up thinking or believing in, in Santa Claus. They've never grown up with this works based uh, present system, this reward system. My kids understand that they get gifts because I am a gracious, kind, and loving dad. Who, well, my wife well, is gracious, kind, and loving, and yeah. so she <laughs> buys them Christmas. Right? Yeah. yeah, let's let's be very let's, let's be fair. Let's, yeah. let's be perfectly honest. Yeah. I sit back and enjoy all the benefits while my wife does all the work, um, and I'm good with that. That's why I got married. So, um, <laughs> yeah, cons- consider these consider these things carefully um, because because our practice does matter, right? Um, don't go into it ill-informed, um, but, but be secure that if you do practice Christmas, um, you know, you're not outside, you're not ejected from the family of God for, for these things. You know, it was, uh, it was interesting when we, when our family was kind of making this transition out, um, especially trying to describe to the, the grandparents, you know, it was, um, it was difficult, um, to try and navigate these issues, you know, and the, the grandparents would be like, you, so we can't you know buy gifts for grandkids you can anytime you want to anytime you want to just don't pretend that you're doing it for jesus because the calendar says that you have to like there's this expectation right and and so um i I don't know maybe you guys aren't this way but those expectations i eric you talked about it people have these expectations and it becomes it almost becomes crushing to them and to do that in the name of the lord like look if i want to give you a gift Maybe I look for some reason, you know, maybe it's your birthday, maybe it's the anniversary of something, you know, special, maybe there's some, whatever, that's fine. But like the, the calendar mandates this thing because of Jesus and it puts people in a bad situation. It makes people take on debt. It makes people like make all these bad decisions. It makes people get disappointed with each other, angry with each other. Sometimes you get a bad gift because like you had it and you're like, uh, here's something. I, I remember when I, we, we used to You felt like that way when I gave you that chessboard, didn't you? You're like, oh, no, I wow. like that chessboard. Uh, <laughs> No, but like, uh, um, I, I was, uh, you know, you get to like these family get togethers and everybody, you know, you see these, like some of these family extended family members, like once a year and you got to like give each other gifts. And I remember one year, like I got this, uh, this glass, uh, church ornament that they probably bought. Like it was like on sale, probably at like a Hallmark store or something. And they're like, you like church, right? That's something you'd like. <laughs> I was like, sure. It's beautiful. Thank you for this. I will keep this, this forever away. and cherish it Forcing in my you to heart. Lie. Yeah, like, I mean, what? A thank you, I guess, for thinking that this is something that I would like. Um, it just becomes obvious that we don't even really know each other, and uh, well, I, I just, I just wonder, like, what are we doing? If you love someone and you want to give them a gift, give them a gift. And if you guys spontaneously get a gift, not because the calendar, you know, mandates it and expects it, but someone just like, hey, man, I love you, and I, I, I wanted to give this to you. I thought about you. I thought that you'd enjoy this. Um, I would think that that's more meaningful. But the the stress that comes along with some of these things, the expectations that come along with some of these things, um, again, it's just it's it's tough on a lot of people. And 
what should be a wonderful time of year, uh, what, what could be a very blessed time of, of a, a, a national collective focus on the, the fact that our God became a man and the fact that he rose from the dead um, gets obscured by a lot of the other stuff. And that's really all I'm, I'm trying to say. Like, let's strip away all the stuff that, that takes away the focus on what it's actually supposed to be about. And unlike some who would say, let's keep Christ in Christmas, in, in my opinion, the best way to make that clear is to actually, let's just take Christ out of Christmas and, and all the other stuff, all the commercialization of it, the world can have all that stuff. Um, but like I say, I, I know that uh, my opinion isn't shared by everyone. And so I don't want to come off as, as me judging others. And Greg, you said it very well. I'm not anybody else's judge. This is, this is a conviction that I have. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what my kids will do when they grow up and they, you know, have to make these decisions for their own home. I don't know if they'll, uh, it'll be weird, especially if they, cause most likely they're going to marry into a family. Um, if they get married that their family is not this way. Um, and so there's going to be some other, uh, conversations, you know, that'll have to happen and decisions that'll have to be made and, and we'll see what they decide to do. Um, but, uh, as for me and my household, at least for this year coming up, you know, um, the way I celebrate those things, um, is not culturally based. But I will be joining with you guys in unity, focusing on the incarnation coming up in December. And I will focus on the resurrection again uh, in March and April. I'll also do it in January and February and May and June, July, August, September, October, and November. Um, because I think that you guys are also focused on the fact that Christ has risen from the dead and that matters every Amen. single day, right? Yeah. So, um, well, uh, brothers, I appreciate your perspective as always. I am glad that we can have these uh, um, potentially difficult conversations. Uh, I know that uh, some of the things we agree on a lot more than this, but um, it is important to be able to maintain love and respect and humility for one another, even when we disagree. And so thank you for uh, uh, still being my friends after this. And uh, I appreciate you guys. And until next time, if uh, you're still watching this, uh, if you uh, got value out of it, go ahead and click that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed, consider doing that. And uh, we'll see you next time, I guess. And until then, get equipped. Obey your king and glorify your God.